Today's Happy Healthy You podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash happy healthy you. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle or MP3 player. The idea that we've lived before is nothing new. In ancient Indian literature, the Upanishads mention past life regression, but the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali talk about it in greater detail. They were written in the 2nd century BC, and Patanjali discusses the concept of the soul becoming burdened by an accumulation of impressions as part of karma from past lives. In fact, nowhere in the Bible is reincarnation repudiated. It appears to be something that Jesus and his followers pretty much took for granted. In Matthew 11:14, Jesus himself refers to John the Baptist as the return of Elias. If we look at the development of the Roman Catholic Church and its doctrines, we see how reincarnation slowly lost its favor. The first 300 years after Jesus' death saw many variations of Christian doctrine as the new religion spread throughout the Roman Empire. A number of factions developed, some believing in reincarnation and some not. The factions were frequently in conflict. In an attempt to consolidate his crumbling Roman Empire, Constantine, in 325 AD, offered his support to Christians if they would settle their differences and establish a unified set of beliefs. The resulting Council of Nicaea put together the foundation of the Roman Catholic Church and established a new doctrine from which reincarnation was omitted. Christians were instructed to drop any belief that was not covered in the doctrine, but the idea of reincarnation did not go away. It persisted for centuries. In the early 13th century, the Pope launched a crusade against the Cathars, a reincarnationist Christian sect in Italy and southern France. They were wiped out completely. This and the Spanish Inquisition, with its fatal intolerance for any deviance from the strict church doctrine, was finally effective in forcing Christians to give up their belief in reincarnation, at least publicly. everybody, welcome to Happy Healthy You, the podcast. I'm Connie Bowman, and today we're talking about past lives. Mira Kelly is our guest, and she's a world-renowned authority on past life regression. She's studied with the best, Brian Weiss and Dolores Cannon, and she's the author of an amazing book called Beyond Past Lives, What Parallel Lives Can Teach Us About Relationships, Healing, and Transformation. Mira, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Hello, Connie. It's such a pleasure to be with you. Thank you for having me. Now, I worked with you. I had the pleasure of uh, experiencing one of your past life regressions. And I have to say, I was a skeptic. Um, I went in with uh, no real preconceived ideas of what it was going to be like. But I frankly didn't believe I could be hypnotized or regressed. But oh my gosh, the experience I had was amazing. Do you have many people that tell you that? Absolutely. I hear this all the time, all the time. And please, I would love to hear your experience. I would love for us to talk about it and for you to share. Would you? Yes, absolutely. I I am so excited to talk about it. But first, why don't we talk a little bit about 
um, just give people a little bit of background. I love your book, and I love the way it explained past lives and parallel lives really more clearly than anywhere else I had read. And I, I've read Brian Weiss, Many Lives, Many Masters. I think a lot of people have heard of that book. But I just, I don't know. I didn't get it until I read your book. Maybe you could talk about, first, what are past lives slash parallel lives? And yeah, just tell us, go into that and tell us what are they exactly? <laughs> Absolutely, I would love to. So past life regression uh, is a process we do. It's a very gentle, very simple process, similar to meditation. And we do this process so that we can connect with other lifetimes we have lived with the purpose of healing emotional issues and physical issues. So the value of this goes beyond pure entertainment, just so that, you know, you have a fun story to tell your friends. This is really very moving, life-changing work. And, um, and uh, um, usually when people talk about incarnation, when people refer to regression, they talk about it as, as a process of linear flow of time, of, of uh, one soul moving from one lifetime to another, to another, in a very lim- linear fashion. In other words, um, say a person would have had an incarnation as a caveman or as a cavewoman, then as a Roman soldier at, at the times of Jesus, uh, then uh, during uh, the Middle Ages, uh, then uh, say during the Industrial Revolution, and then present day, and of course, you know, you can imagine a future life as well, whatever that might be. And so, so that's how usually people have taught talked about reincarnation and past life regression. And uh, my work has actually allowed me to bring in a new perspective of seeing and understanding this. Well, the idea of past lives is one thing, but the idea of parallel lives, like they're all happening at at one time. It reminds me, there was a movie, I think in the 90s, late 90s, called Sliding Doors with Gwyneth Paltrow. Do you remember that? Have you I seen remember it? that movie, yes. Yeah, so... I saw the movie and I still don't get it. How can we have all of these other lives that are happening simultaneously with this one? I have to tell you, it was, uh, it, uh, I, I wanted to share with you the story of how I came into knowing about this. Okay. So uh, my very first client um, outside of my circle of family and friends, and, and just so as a way of introduction of my story, I, uh, I, I, I grew up, I grew up on, in a communist country, so I didn't know anything about past life regression or reincarnation or God until one day when I was at 13 years old, a book came into my hands, and it was a book that spoke about the possibilities of healing through past life regression, and I was very intrigued, and just like you, not knowing what to expect, but being very curious, I decided to to try the process, and I had a profound experience, and, um, and, and later on, as years went by, later on, I had the opportunity of reconnecting with this work, and I was already living here in New York city. Um, I was already working as a corporate attorney and I had a very painful physical condition. And this painful physical condition after, you know, reaching a place of desperation and not knowing what else to do other than to have a very painful operation, 
or or learning to live without pain, I remember regression, I decided to go back to it as a process. So that's just as a way of introduction so people can understand my story. And and after um, after having had this experiencing experience of healing miraculously, my physical condition by simply exploring another lifetime, you know, by simply experiencing another lifetime, I became very interested in this work. And eventually I, I started, you know, I, I no longer, I chose to no longer practice corporate law and I decided to do this work full time. So going back to now the way I was introduced to this idea of parallel lives. So I, um, my very first client who came to me outside of you know the comfortable zone of friends and family experienced six lifetimes all of which were happening in the same 130 year period and and it baffled me beyond belief because you know with him his very first um, lifetime was very clear very detailed there were dates and places and names and he was just very vividly and clearly experiencing the connection with that lifetime so in that lifetime he um uh, was uh he died in in the 70s in the 1970s and uh, he um and, and, and then he passed on, went to the spirit side, met with his spirit guide. They talked about the unfinished business and what else he wanted to learn and so on. So he decided to create another life for himself. And he described to me the process of how it all happens. And um, the next thing that he said really, really just just shocked me. Shock is the only word that describes my, my reaction. So he said to me that in his second life, he was born in 1950 and, and he described the family and he described himself. And it was again, all very detailed and very clear. And uh, my mind completely, I was, I was, I was, I, I couldn't believe what was what I was hearing because in the life he just told me he died in in the 70s and then the second life he told me about he all of a sudden started talking about being born in 1950 yeah. which meant Crazy. that there was an overlap you know of, mm -hmm. of time and to make things even more perplexing in his second life he dies in 2040 2040 and currently he's somewhere out in in his second life in a nursing home in california living you know living the life that he described to me and it was also shocking and perplexing but it kept on going you know for six lifetimes and all of them overlapping in a period of 130 years and um uh, i was so grateful after the initial shock that he just kept on going instead of just stopping himself you know and coming out of the trance and saying this this doesn't make sense you know he could have easily done that but he just kept on going with the experience and um what i do with um with my clients in my workshops and and when i work with people uh, one on one is i always connect them with the energy of their higher self at the end of every session so I, I ask him to connect with the energy of his higher self so that I can ask what just happened, right? You can imagine. And, um, 
instead I, I spoke with his spirit guide, the same guide that was guiding him through the different incarnations. And, um, and I was told a very simple answer. I was told that to us here on earth, time exists as a, as an experience we we schedule things and things and think of things as past present and future and it works for us because it allows us to create experiences it allows us to create manifestations it allows us to know our energy and the power of our ability as creators but outside of this world outside of uh, this dimension, this physical existence on earth, there's no such construct as time. So to our souls, all time is really happening simultaneously. So all lives are presently unfolding, have unfolded, and will be unfolding all simultaneously. And so here's uh, and here's the interesting thing, Connie. After this regression, all of a sudden, it's as if spirit was looking to teach me a lesson on time. And all of a sudden, I started getting multiples of these sessions where people will experience lifetimes overlapping one with another. And here's what I learned. I learned that um, a, a soul, let's call this soul an oversoul. You can think of it as a mothership, right? You mm -hmm. can think of it as a, as a, as a, as an entity, as a, as a soul. So, so this oversoul decides for itself, you know what? I want to learn the lesson of say love. I want to learn about love, but you don't really learn about love by being only in a loving relationship, right? Because um, the Oversoul already knows the beautiful divine state of being in blissful love with all of creation, right? It's in that perfect state of existence with all divine love and energy around it. So it knows that. Now it's time to learn about love through all other possibilities and aspects of love. And so the soul decides, you know, I'm going to learn about love by being abandoned. That's a very good way to learn about being needing love from, from a father, from a mother. Um, I also want to abandon because then I'm going to experience the balance of that, right? So even though I'm going to be wanting so much to be in a relationship and I'm going to be pursuing desperately to be loved, I'm also when I'm going to meet my, my person, you know, that person who I fall in love with and want to be with them and pursue sue them, then I'm also going to find the opportunity to abandon them. Also, I want to learn about love by uh, being in a positions where I need to uh, experience jealousy or, you know, you can imagine all the different varieties and situations, right? So the soul is looking to create a 360 degree learning about a, a, a lesson, about a theme. And of course, you cannot accomplish this in one lifetime. So the soul decides, you know, sometimes the soul will take a very long perspective on time. It will think about time in, in, in a very long span. So it will create lifetimes through the different historic moments. Maybe just like earlier, I mentioned through the different moments in history. And sometimes an oversoul will look at uh, its lesson and say, you know what? I think the social uh, conditions, the economic conditions, the political environment, all 
these all these things will be ideal for me in this 130 year period like with this client right and so so will actually seem to create all these overlapping lifetimes in a very short amount of time so that's exactly when sometimes a person does a regression they visit lifetimes that have beautifully unfolded throughout history, right? The way we think of linear time. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they will experience six lifetimes packed into one century. And, and, and that's when that creates that understanding, creates a very new and different understanding of time and, and incarnation. It's so mind-blowing. I have so many questions. Gosh. So we can really have like any number of lives that are going on simultaneously. Is there any limit to the number? Do you know? Have you heard that yet? Um, no. Why would there be a limit, right? We live right. in a limitless universe that is constantly looking to grow and create itself and know itself through more. So no, I wouldn't think I would encounter that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love the way in your book you talk so... Uh, so clearly about the soul, the oversoul, the soul groups and everything. Everyone should read that because it definitely helps for me to help help me understand the concept of, of how that all works together. And I also love the stories, of course, of all of your clients who worked with you. But then you have these exercises that we can do to sort of get more familiar with uh, regression and get get more in touch with our own soul or higher self yeah the exercises were very important for mm -hmm. me to put in the book because uh, I, I'm a very practical person Connie I me mean too. For me to have been a lawyer <laughs> you understand yes. I, I get I, I get the practicality of yeah. this world even though there is a part of me that is so out there you know in love with metaphysical ideas mm -hmm. so so it was very important that I bring this world uh, uh, this this work in and ground it into people's life through exercises and what you mentioned earlier was the idea of um, the idea of the oversoul and and again this idea was presented to me through through the work with clients and and this this idea really uh, explains the concept of oneness because when we think about oneness it's it's kind of hard to grasp it but that's really mm -hmm. how structurally and visually you can understand it so we already spoke of the oversoul and the oversoul being that mothership that creates creates pieces of its energy and, and sends that energy as separate souls into each lifetime. We already put that in place, right, as an understanding. And now think of a pyramid, think of the structure of a triangle. And at the top of the pyramid, you have the God force, you have the source energy from which we all originate. And at the bottom of this triangle, you have all the separate souls, all the all the animals and plants and whales and and crystals, right? All these separate uh, pieces of consciousness materialized into individual pieces of consciousness. And uh, what happens is on every next level above that first ground floor level of individualized consciousness, there's less of a division and less of a division as you rise through the levels until you reach the level of the tip of the level of the God force. So that on each next level, there's more of a unity and more of a gathering of, of all that energy into one. And as you descend naturally, 
actually there's a more of a split and more of, of spreading and, and experiencing. So this makes uh, it makes it very interesting because Connie, on one level of existence, you and I originate from the same one source, from the same one soul. And it even makes it more magnificent when you think about it, that there is a, a level of existence on which the energy of the flowers and the willow trees and the river that flows by your house is also the same consciousness that you originate from as well. In other words, there's a shared shared awareness of energy. And, and naturally, you know, I, uh, I understand it that right underneath the God force is what we usually call the angelic consciousness, what we usually call the divine beings of light, who are simply the next the next split from the one and and then when you think about it, it becomes magnificent because connie you and i have come from angels too That's right amazing. so we have that divine light and force within us as well and uh, and 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 that makes you think of the world in a very different way because then you understand i get that my ego sees separation and yet my soul knows oneness yeah. So the goal of living all of these past lives and exploring the past lives is really to come to that experience of unity and oneness and love that is God. That is, is that, would, would you say? No, well, you know, you can, the beauty of past life regression is that you can use it as a tool in any place of your development and interest that you are. So sometimes I work with people who purely come for me and tell me, Mira, I have a stiff neck. I have this, I have this thyroid issue and I need help with it. In other words, very focused and practical questions. Mm -hmm. Or they tell me, I, I am having a challenge with my partner. What do I do? How do I get more money? Where is my block? How very specific and focused questions. And 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 it's all perfect because past life regression can be used to address anything that a person has on their mind, really anything. And from there on, once the clearing of the emotions is done, uh, a person can use uh, and healing of the physical, right? Mm -hmm. uh, a person can use past life regression as uh, a practice for knowing the divine because people are actually able to meet with their guides um, through regression receive receive information on how to move into the future with future directions understand their soul purpose and it goes far beyond that too they visit other planes of existence where they see themselves as as guides to other souls what they do on on other dimensions they visit god the the god energy and they explain to me what that is like it's mind-blowing i talk about it in yes, my book beyond past lives so so really it becomes is a very direct way for you to know consciousness, for you to know existence. But you know, if that's not where you are, if you're struggling with the things that you're struggling right now, that's okay. You'll get, you know, you'll get to knowing what God is like. First, start with healing and clearing what you have and going on in the moment. Right. Take it one step at a time. So, Absolutely. in your experience with healing your jaw, when with your regression, can you talk about that a little bit? Because you, that just completely cleared after a year what it was like a year of really painful jaw 
problems. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. So as I mentioned to you earlier, I was already living here in New York City, working in a very stressful and very demanding job at a, at a large law firm. And uh, I developed um, a physical condition called TMJ, and TMJ is an inflammation in the muscles of the jaw. And, and, and as with any physical condition, there are many variations and you know, ways to experience the pain. For me, it was the extreme of extremes. It was so extreme that, you know, I, I, um, I spent the whole year um, looking to looking to heal this um, in 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 the, the the ways that were offering by my dentist, and um, and I, I I changed my bed, I changed my pillow, I changed my diet. I changed. I was constantly taking pills to to manage the pain. I was. Um, I was constantly seeing my my dentist. Uh, I was working with a physical therapist, and and yet the pain was not going away. You know, it was excruciating pain in my jaw and in and in my neck, and and um, I was working with a a very very well known uh, um, and highly acclaimed and recognized a dentist who was a professor at Columbia University, and yet even he didn't know what to do with me. You know, it was such an extreme case. In fact, um, years later, he told me that because of working with me and because of all the equipment he purchased to deal with me, he actually opened the TMJ center because, you know, I was that patient who was blazing the trail for, for, for him and for others. And so after a whole year, you can imagine this was very emotionally and financially draining for me. After a whole year of this, he sat me down one day and he said to me, you know, Mira, we need to be realistic. That's that's the word he used, realistic. And he said to me that um, I either needed to have an operation and the operation involved breaking my jaw. Oh, no. Uh, can you imagine? I <laughs> yeah. mean, breaking something to, to, to fix it. something mm. else that's not even related because it was a condition of the muscles of the jaw, not the physical bone structure, the jaw itself. I'm clenching my jaw just thinking about just it. Just <laughs> thinking about it, right? It's awful. And, and and then reattaching it with wires and not having any guarantee that, mm. that would even work for me, you know? And, and, and then, um, or the other option he gave me was um, uh, me learning to live with chronic pain for the rest of my life. And I'm telling you, Connie, I couldn't even open my mouth to put a spoonful of food in my mouth, you know? much less talk, much less sleep. So there was just no way, um, you know, I could accept this. But I walked out of his office, you know, out of this conversation completely just just desperate. I, I didn't know where to go. I didn't know what to do. I mean, I was desperate. And in my desperation, the solution popped into my mind because, you know, I was in that place of surrender. It was my moment of surrender and saying, God, I've tried to manage it for a whole year. I tried to do it the way I thought I could be I could be doing it. Can you help? (laughs) You know, it was that point of surrender and throwing in the towel and saying, "Okay, I'm exhausted. I need guidance. And in that moment of asking for help and really being quiet in my mind, I I received the guidance. Uh, I received the, the remembrance of the regression I did when I was little and uh 
And I quickly found a practitioner within a matter of days. You know, I just jumped on it. It was that that desperate of a situation for me. And um, I, during my first regression with this person, I didn't experience anything because I just needed, I, I needed this to work so much. You know, the, the needing for something to work, I got in my own way. But none, again, not knowing where else to go, I went back to her a second time. And during my second visit with this practitioner, I experienced a, a very brief moment of myself as a slave. And I had in my vision of, of this other lifetime as a slave, I had this big metal collar around my neck. And, uh, and, and there was oh, so much emotion, so such a cathartic experience in terms of emotions. So that's always so in terms of experience, but I walked out of the office, you know, um, uh, really very emotional and pretty much cried for the rest of the day asking how, how could it be, you know, how could somebody do this to somebody else, you know, chain them with a big metal collar around their neck and, 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 and the feelings of powerlessness and, and what does it mean to be powerful? Because, um, in that lifetime, I was a very strong, tall, physically very, uh, strong man, but I didn't have the emotional strength. You know, I was so broken up about my condition in life. And so I, I was just processing through these emotions. And here's the miracle of it. The next morning I woke up and the pain was completely gone. It was just, it was gone. And um, this happened about seven, eight years now and it hasn't returned since then. And, and when I went to see my dentist, I, I didn't tell him at first how I healed. I just told him, well, the pain is gone. And he didn't know what to make out of it. And, and he called it a miracle. And it truly is. It truly is a miracle, not because it's extraordinary, but it's a miracle because that's the power that past life regression holds for everybody, you know, if we open up to that experience. Yes. So what is your understanding about the way the healing unfolded for you? Um, is it, was it the catharsis of, of feeling the emotions and letting them re be released from the past? I believe what, what happened is I uh, it got me to understand my position and my it really empowered me because at that time as I told you I was working as an attorney in a in a very stressful job and truthfully I looking back now I see that I was practically a slave not so mm. much that anybody was doing anything to me but it was the emotions the sense of powerlessness to improve my conditions on, on at my at my work and and it was this life that gave me the understanding I gotta tell you back then I had none of this as realization okay I'm putting it back now when I look back now I'm putting it together and I'm having this explanation back then I just cried a good cry and I went yeah bit you know yeah, yeah, yeah. that's all there was to it and yet I think on the back of my mind everything got arranged so beautifully and I and I had that empowering moment of saying to myself nobody will give you the understanding that you're equal it needs to come from you you know the understanding that you are equal in the world no nobody will tell you you're powerful you already are 100 percent powerful you just need to believe it and trust it and live from that place of power you know it really helped me understand all these things but uh but it, 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 
this is again a testament to, to the power of this work because you don't even need to have this conscious processing going through your mind. You just simply experience what your higher self wants you to know, knowing that it will serve you in the best possible way. And, and that affects you, that creates the emotional and energetic shifts and you start seeing yourself as a different person. You start knowing yourself as, as a person who can make different choices. Mm, and you write about it so beautifully in your book where you you left this Thank law you. your law career and you moved in to a career as a past life regressionist a, a full time and it happened gradually but but you I guess did, yes yeah. what was your experience well, like working with me thank you for asking i was going to go there it was it was amazing and i have to say i i read wishes fulfilled in which uh, wayne dyer writes about his experience with you because you you got wayne on the phone and said wayne i think i can help you with he had a diagnosis of leukemia and i read that and i was so blown away because it was very similar to mine and i was i was like kind of um i i felt validated because he said a couple of times he said, this is weird. Like, I think he was talking about yes. a green ring on his hand. He goes, this is weird. And I remember when I played my, my tape back that you sent, I said the same thing. I'm like, this is really weird, but I this or that. And um, yeah, so that was kind of cool. There was one part of my mind that was, that was conscious that I was going through this that was actually acknowledging that this is really amazing, <laughs> which is kind of cool. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know, this this is totally normal because people are conscious during the process right. of regression. It's not like they check out, they blink out of existence, but they're fully conscious, right? The mind is present. And, and I love that the mind is present because the mind can be part of the process. The mind can experience together. And then the mind feels empowered and, and, empowered and says, okay, now it's time that we do things differently. So it's totally normal that you felt like, oh, this is strange and weird. Yeah. But I'm very glad that you just like Wayne kept on going yes. right? and allowed for the gift of, of this work. And the other thing that I really liked is that you really gave me permission to experience the past lives in the parallel lives in whatever way came through. And I sort of had an expectation that if I experienced anything, it was going to be a, a clear visual image of this life and it wasn't like that it was actually i did you, you took me through three different lives and each one was completely different in my experience the first one was more of a visual um but also uh i just felt the feeling so intensely it was it was this beautiful family and i i just i remember i saw i saw i was a strong man and that was the other thing i was a man in two lives what the heck <laughs> I didn't expect that either. <laughs> I was like, um, but but the first one was very. Um, I felt the feelings and I saw the vision. In the last one, I actually had a physical sensation um, in my body, and I wasn't expecting that. But because you had given me permission before we went in and said just whatever, be open to anything, I was like, oh yeah, maybe that's part of it. So I I. Um, told you about that and then in the second life which was my favorite oh that was just like an how do I describe that that was just it was an intense experience but I was a little less I was a little farther removed emotionally from it I had a really good perspective of the big yeah. picture which is kind of cool 
So I, it was an amazing experience, Mira. Yeah. I just, I just really enjoyed it. <laughs> so, thank you. I'm, I'm really glad that we are talking about this. That I, I mentioned to you that people can experience this in any way that it comes through and just allow it to mm-hmm. be. Because, oh, there's this misconception out there that when you do a regression, it needs to be a visual experience, and, 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 um, and. Uh, I understand that when you write books, because, you know, I've written books and now I understand that there's this perception being created that lifetimes are visual, but they're not. People experience connecting with other lifetimes emotionally, uh, visually, through sound, through touch, through emotions. And each one of these ways is totally valid, totally, totally real. And, and everything is being presented because it's there to serve you there it's it's being given in that way because that's the best possible way for you to receive the information and and make the most out of it because i truly believe that the work is being divinely guided in other words when a person decides to do a regression so much more has happened ahead of time so much more is 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 being prepared and presented and when presented to the person in in a regression in an experience it's just perfect. Whatever they need is is there. Yeah, it was so amazing to me that I'm still processing it. I'm not really sure exactly what, and I'm sure as time goes by, it will unfold what it means to me in this particular life. But I have to tell you, immediately, within a day or two of our work together, two opportunities came in that sort of uh, pointed to my purpose in life and they were profound. So I, I have to say um, it's still unfolding because it was only a couple of weeks ago that we worked together. But um, yeah, two profound, profound opportunities came into and it was nothing that I on on this material level did to to create. So that's pretty and, cool. Do you hear and, that a lot? And, that's how it works, Connie. Totally. This is totally how it works because the the the, the work is all about shifting energy. And when mm-hmm. you shift energy, everything changes, right? You shift into a different reality where new possibilities are are there for you. And and I see this all the time. In fact, last night I received an email from a lady who was at my wor- workshop in Washington D.C. Um, at the beginning of the year in February, and she simply signed up for my upcoming workshop this uh, in in um, this week actually. Yes. Um, this uh, and she she signed up and simply by signing up she just shared Mira has profoundly affected my life and all these challenges and the depression and all the, these feelings and all this trouble I've been carrying like an extra you know oversized luggage lugging it all around me. Uh, it's all let go of and my life has changed so dramatically and this has changed and that has changed and my relationships and I I was blown away because this is how it always works Mm -hmm. you know now people experience this work immediately they begin getting the results but the results keep on unfolding and so um so I'm very much looking forward to knowing how things continue to grow for you from here on yes yes so let's talk about those upcoming events you have your you have a very busy speaking schedule so this coming weekend you're actually in dc so can you give us more information about that now 
Oh, sure. So I'm doing a workshop on September 13th in, um, in, in Unity of Washington. It's a full day workshop. It's going to be really an amazing event where we'll connect with past life, future, future lives. We'll, I'll have people create their best life here. It's, it's really an extraordinary, extraordinary experience. Also, I'm doing a book signing on September 12th where I'm going to do a talk at a bookstore in Alexandria in Virginia so so people in the area can connect with me. All that information is on my website. Um, it's just my name, mirakelly.com, M-I-R-A-K-E-L-L-E-Y.com. And of course, I'm doing events throughout the rest of the country as well, in New York, in Washington, in LA, in, in other places, but uh, in Colorado, in Illinois. But I am doing also two events that I am so thrilled about. I got to tell you about them, Connie. So I am doing, I'm, I'm visiting John of God at the end of October and the beginning of November with I'm taking a small group of people. And that's going to be a visit to Brazil. So I know this will be an extraordinary life changing experience. Do you still have and, room on that trip? You still have uh, some availability? I do. I still you? have a few spots left. Okay. Yes. And um um, and I'm also doing an event at the beginning of February on Maui. And, and that will be a, an incredible retreat where we're going to do regression. We're going to do yoga. And, oh. of course, you know, the whales and the ocean. You can just imagine heaven. Maui in February. Heaven, heaven. Well, that sounds yes. awesome. So I'm looking yes. forward to meeting you in uh, D.C. <laughs> and uh yeah maybe going to maui or brazil or whatever i don't know who knows who knows what will unfold everything's possible now right Absolutely. <laughs> thank you mira kelly i loved your book i love you you're awesome and thank you for coming on the podcast thank you and thank you for this uh, sharing i loved our conversation and oh, thank you for having me me too me too have a great day Thanks so much for listening to Happy Healthy You. And just for you guys, the Happy Healthy You listener, Audible, the awesome audiobook people, are offering a free 30-day trial to give you the chance to check them out. I always have about three audiobooks going at once. I listen when I'm driving. They're great on long trips, when I'm running, or just hanging out at home. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash happyhealthyyou. Hey, you'll also be helping support this podcast. So thanks.